Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Gym Owners Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Stone. Over there is John Fairbanks. How are you doing, John? I'm doing outstanding, Tyler. This week, we're going to talk about, we're going to almost run through the entire, what would we describe, the entire gym owner's revolution, call this a operations guide, if you will. This is the thing where we've seen a lot of people try to implement a lot of the stuff that we talk about from offer stacks to marketing strategies, communication strategies, et cetera, and doing it with an only fucking cursory or glossed over understanding of what we're talking about makes your shit pretty cringy. It also falls on its face quite a bit. Now, this doesn't mean you got that the only way any of this works is that you pay us to get into the Gear Academy or in some of our Gear Kickstart programs where we take deep dives into these things. That's not the only way to learn it. But what you have to do, guys, is actually fucking pay attention to the things that we're saying, please. <laughs> okay? And you cannot implement, like, one part of, like, a five-part thing in a vacuum and then wonder why the whole thing doesn't quite work. Or or only dip your toes in the implementation. Like this does, there's some, there is a matter with some of this stuff is, do you only kind of care about your clients or do you really care? And are you trying to do this or are you really trying to do this? And that's, there is, it is very different. And we see from afar, we see from people's clients when they talk about their gyms, we see the way when we talk to gym owners specifically about how they're trying to do things and why they oh, tried this and it didn't work. I know exactly why. Because you're only you're only implementing the parts of this that maybe like work for you or that you've only thought about and the ones that maybe hurt a little bit in your feelers, you kind of just ignore. Okay, so we're going to cover because we haven't done this. We've talked a lot of this stuff in, um, you know, kind of isolated one subject at a time. And we're going to go over kind of like what it really means to participate in a gym owner's revolution. Okay, what that really means, what your business should look like top to bottom. Ideally, right now, there's lots of different ways to skin a cat. But I think that ideally, this is the gym, John and I, if uh, when we start rolling out more, if we're going to do physical locations, franchise models, things like that, these are the criteria if we were to invest a lot of our money into a fitness businesses, this would be multiple fitness businesses, these are the baseline criteria that we would be that would be required for us to even consider um, purchasing, taking over, or doing licensing. So... Before we get started, we do have the gymownersrevolution.com. We also have the Gym Owners Revolution Facebook group. Uh, get in there. Links in the description for all those things. Follow the show at the Gym Owners Podcast on Instagram. You can follow me at Tyler F. And Stone. And John? You can follow me on Instagram at jbanksfl. And we also have, if you get into the Facebook group there, we've got some weekly workshops that you guys can get in where you can. we are covering different things from social media audits to marketing strategies to offer stack conversations to uh, some simple Q and A's. We do some kind of some rotating ones and, and these are, these are free, but you got to book the time. So you do got to go, you do got to go in and reserve the time slot. So the way to find that out is get into the gym owners revolution, Facebook group. And it's not shitty, right? We're not going to, it's not a hard sell, right? It's not like it's a thing where we pretend that it's free, but we're going to bully you and then put you into a high pressure sales situation. It yeah. is going to be really genuinely looking at what is it you're trying to solve? How can we help you pro provide some really high quality value to you for those 30, 45 minutes, and then be able to have you go out and execute on those things. And yeah. we do, we have, it's, it's all the topics under the sun things though. Obviously we do inside the longer form, either our kickstart stuff or things that we do over the length of a year. But it's all right there, ready for you in the workshop. Yeah. All right, let's get to it. So, John and I are to, John and I are to lay out what we want out of a gym. Okay. Now, not every gym has to conform 100% to all of these things, but uh, pretty damn close. Specifically, maybe on some of the, the programs and services. Um, maybe you don't have to have all of them in place at the moment, but you definitely need to start leaning towards these for the reasons that we will 
get into. So first things first, the centerpiece of your business, the most important thing that your business does should be what guys deliver results for your clients. Remember that it starts with that. That's not give your clients access to your facility. That's not have somebody who doesn't give a fuck about your clients stand in front of them for an hour. Okay. That's not what this is. Your systems, bottom to top, your ethos, your, your absolute mission in your business should be that for every person who walks in your door should have the highest likelihood of accomplishing their goals. And that means your products, services, sales process, your staff, everything needs to be aligned with that. That's step one is that, that everyone who comes into your door needs to have the highest likelihood of success. The other layer of that is your mission needs to be larger than just who currently is walking in your door, which means once you have that going, your mission now needs to be to spread that success and get more people through these doors, not simply because it's more profitable to you, but because that's your fucking mission. That's what you are here to do. And if it's not, guys, and I talk to gym owners who pretend to give a fuck about people all the time, and it sucks, and they suck, and it's pretty transparent. Yeah, it does. It's it's a mindset thing, right? Like this is that idea where it is just it's why are you doing what you're doing? And it is very easy to understand or sniff out where it's, oh, this is a gym owner who doesn't really care. Like they have so much money, they don't care whether this is successful or not. Well, they have All just the enough to where it's just like a, it's just like a, eh. Eh, I don't want to bother myself with it. You know why? Because it is tough. It, it is tough, like caring about people. Because oftentimes in this industry, then people, clients, they're in their own way. Behavior modification is not easy. Sometimes it's a slow, slow, painful process. And you're the one, or not you, ideally not you as the owner, but your coaches are kind of in the middle of it. And it's not easy. It's very easy to be kind of apathetic about it. You know, they'll get what they'll get. And there is some of that. But if your systems are actually aligned with this mission, it makes it easier. That's the thing that I find that a lot of people do is you can care all you want, but if you care all you want and all you're selling is group classes, you can care your ass off and it's not going to fucking work. If someone needs to fix the way that they eat or they need to actually be held accountable to it and they need to have some hard conversations or maybe they need to be spending some time with a, with a coach one-on-one, -on -one, like that stuff matters. Yeah. And I do like you calling it like a mission, right? It's this yeah. idea of like, it's, it's something that is what is driving you to continue to stay open and do more. Like it should be that there is, there is a, um, like a calling, right? A calling that is pulling you forward to do something more in your community. Like there are pieces where for us, fundamentally, it is this idea where it's, it is, I, I it sounds like hyperbole, but I truly believe it's like, it's making generational change. For sure. Like it's, it's this idea where we hold the ability within the fitness industry to be able to not just change the lives of the people that are right there in there at that moment, but now it's their kids and their kids and their friends. And then it's like this spider web where this is why you and I have said in um, just a few episodes ago, like our goal, our mission is to be able to change the lives of a million people through what we do with gym owners. Because for us, million people going through these systems that we're going to lay out today, that's what's important to us. Exactly. Because if that is the case, that is the best chance, the highest percentage of this million people are going to be successful for the long term. And that's a million people with families. That's a million people with coworkers and colleagues and employees. That shit matters. Okay. So if your mission is less than that, and it's just simply in your community, great, perfect, because we need you. 
they need you. The people need you, but they need you to actually like, you can't just care like in your fucking cute little heart, your precious little heart. You can't really care. Like if your business sucks and you can't actually serve these people or can't actually help them because you're either too stubborn or you're not actually going to make any changes within your business or you're afraid to implement one. Oh, geez. What if nobody buys it? We don't have anybody yet. But your system should fucking work. Your systems need to be geared to getting people from A to Z. And if it's not, you're already dead in the water. You just don't know it yet. And you may be fine. You you can exist, but you're not going to turn the corner. And if you want John and I to participate in anything that you're doing, the answer is a fucking hard no. And I, by the way, there is nothing that I sniff out more, more effectively than a gym owner and a coach who does not care. Yeah. Who should just be doing something else, but they suck at everything else that they do. And they're just a fitnesser. I fucking can smell that. I can, I can, I can practically hear it when I, when they type. Okay. I can read your words without looking you in the face and kind of know. Okay. I can see it. I've met way too many coaches and I've met way too many gym owners who are choosing things to be distracted by burying themselves in education and information and, and, you know, high level dorky shit that doesn't really have any practical relevance to what their clients are trying to do. Okay. You're worried about yourself and you're worried about stroking your brain and your ego and that sucks. Okay. So now what does it take for your clients to actually be successful? What do you need to do? Okay. You're a coach who actually cares, but maybe you just don't know what to do. Right. When I opened my gym, John, we started with just group classes because that's what it was. And we went to some personal training. Okay? You were a CrossFit gym, right? It's a CrossFit affiliate. Yeah, exactly. Right. And so, but in doing so, like, that really boxed us in a lot, right? But that was the tool that we we had at the beginning. That was what we knew, right? And so for those of you that are in this situation, it doesn't mean there's there's nothing I hate more than a gym that just wants to turn their shit upside down all overnight too, okay? So you don't have to flip everything over, but you have to go like, okay, this is the tool I'm using, the one tool. Well, again, when all you have is a fucking hammer, everything looks like a nail, okay? When all you're selling is group fitness, Dude, there is nothing that sucks more than CrossFit affiliates and group fitness classes that go, that start to have like, we're going to do off-season stuff for kids, or you're going to do like anything with any level of real specificity, and you're just stuffing children into a group class, or you're stuffing adults into a specialty group class. That's yeah. not really, that, that doesn't really do it. Like, that's not what the thing is. Okay, so you should know like, okay, if I want to start helping kids at this age with these specific goals or i want to help like it's not just creating another group class because you know you know the success rate and the level of like individualized coaching that you can deliver that is poor it just is it's everyone doing moving okay and and if you're talking food how are you doing that with them so when we talk about this stuff is you can implement any number of things any number of different ways but you need to have more tools in your disposal that doesn't mean building more things Okay, that doesn't mean occupying another time slot that's not profitable. This is the opposite of that. But when a person rooted in that original goal, client success, when a person walks into your gym, there's going to be multiple pathways that they can choose. And this is going to start with their ideal type of training for right now. And we'll expand on a little bit of this later because that's a little more detailed. But like what they want right now, what they think they want, right? And maybe if they're having a conversation with you, maybe you can convince them with what maybe might be better for them. But if if someone doesn't want group fitness, guys, I have my personal training clients. Pay the most money, dude. Like it's it's the most profitable for sure for the hour. None of them would consider at any price group fitness. None. Not a one. No. Like we have coaches that do semi-private stuff as well, but they would never, not a single one of those groups would migrate into an open public class setting either. Not a one. 
So how are you going to do business with those people? How are you going to help those people just because their psyche, the way they are socially, maybe just the way they are in their community, who they are, who they like to be around, who they don't like to be around. Maybe it's who you already have in your shit. You are leaving a lot of people out of your mix if you do not actually offer just fundamentally like how do you want to be coached because you're offering a coached product in everything except for 24 7 access which is also on this list right the types of training that i have that i think every gym should have for sure now if you're a functional fitness gym we can be flexible on the 24 7 stuff sometimes that's comp complicated to implement but if i give if i'm going to do this i want to attract lots of different people and give them different ways for their different personality types 24 7 specialty programs challenges group coaching i still like okay i still like having a group class i still like having a group program semi-private stuff custom semi-privates as well and then one-on-one -on -one personal training those are the things that i think sit as the foundation of the type of training that you need to have in order to let someone come in and they're going to go which one of these options aligns best with the path you want to choose forward and uh, it's pretty easy when you list when i list those which in which order it is from most expensive to cheapest to like you know which one's the most expensive fundament you're not like oh well i can only afford 24 7 but oh, okay what is what is one-on-one -on -one personal training three times a week like there, there's no people aren't gonna a 50 dollars a month membership seeker is not going to be asking you about one-on-one -on -one personal training if their budget doesn't allow it now, don't make the mistake, right, Tyler, you, you said like, well, my people that I'm personal training, they would never, like never, ever want to be in a group situation. Don't make the mistake of hearing you say that and be like, well, okay, but I'm a group place. Like I'm a 24 hour place. I don't, my people are there because it's a 24 hour spot. My people are here yeah. because it's a group spot. This is where specify the people you currently have, but, but this is it, right? This is, it's a confirmation bias. And so I need you to make sure what you, everyone that's listening, right? You're, you're checking that at the door is yes, there is a population of people that want to be there because it's a 24 hour spot. I'm not going to be involved with group shit. I'm not that person, right? I'm going to be somewhere else. I'm not, you're not going to attract me. But the reality is, is I guarantee fucking tea that the population of people you have right now that you think are only there for 24 hour or they're only there for group, there is mathematically, it, this is why I can guarantee it, there are people there that would pay you more money or have specific goals that would want to be able to do more if you offered it. You don't offer it. You don't talk about it enough. You don't do one of the three things that we see are the biggest problems with every single gym and gym owner we talk to that is not achieving to the level that they want to be because you're not offering these things. You're not yeah. doing them correctly. So just try and check any of that bias before we continue. And so those are, those are the different training pathways forward. And included in that, we talked about specialty programs. You want to have a cardio class. You want to have a cycling class. You want to have kettlebell classes. You want to have cardio kickboxing you can do whatever you want to do within that framework have diverse offerings i always say the specialty program stuff i put furthest down on that list just because that's a nice little attractor but now it's a thing you got to manage regularly that it kind of stands separately right now the next piece is not just the type of training that it takes a diverse offering of trainings that it takes to have someone connect with give someone a high chance of connecting to a type of exercise that's going to work for them now that may evolve as it go on second one People with any sort of body composition goals, health goals in general, build muscle, lose fat, gain weight, lose weight, get ready for sport, look good in the dress for the summertime. That is going to require 
that change the way they eat. Now, if you aren't going to do nutrition coaching, fine. I finally, I highly recommend that whatever, every person that comes into your door though, is given an opportunity to, hey, invest in a meal plan. Okay. Whether it's custom nutrition coaching, whether it's simply like, here's a challenge, here's some guidelines, but they should be allowed to invest in it first. Because if it's given for free very often, there's, there's no skin in the game. Okay. Um, and that's going to give them a very because guys, you know, I know I've said this before, but like I'm at a point now where I don't work with people who I'm not directly working with them on what they eat. I don't. It's a waste of my fucking time. It's a waste of their money. And people will do this. People will refuse to do nutrition coaching. And there's no option to throw money at 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 a personal trainer because they would most people in their psychology often they would rather work harder and spend more money than actually fix that little thing that makes them want to behave like a fat person all the time that makes them want to eat that makes them want to go eat ice cream out of the refrigerator at night or simply continue to be ignorant to the way that they're currently eating and they don't want to believe that it's not working for them the amount of people i have heard tell me that they're pretty sure they eat like 1500 calories a day and i make them track it and they never get back to me not even, so just track for like a week. Never. By the way, that nobody has ever done this. This is my, it's my favorite thing to do when someone comes out of the blue to ask me about nutrition coaching. I say, track your food for seven days and send it to me. And then, and then I'll get, then I'll send you my pricing. One, because I'm not trying to work with everybody. And two, I'm not going to waste my fucking time giving you a meal plan and building it for you, even if you pay me for you to not do fuck all with it. So I personally, with the way I'm currently set up, that's what I do. And you know who comes, you know how many times that people come back with it? None. Not a one. Even people, I'm having a hard time losing weight. You're not. Okay. So you need to get in on that right away. Okay. Because if you there's if you allow people to kind of stay deluded or stay ignorant about the way that they eat, they are absolutely going to continue down that path. They're just going to be working harder. And you're going to work harder in the gym. You're going to break down more muscle tissue. And you're going to crash. And you know what you're going to do when you should be eating less? going to crave food even more because you've added exercise into the mix but exercise doesn't burn as many calories as people think so very often people start exercising and they start working out and they have a hard time still hitting a caloric deficit because they're fighting an uphill battle against new intense cravings and the exercise is satisfying but your body's going to go you got to give me some fuel for this and and i don't want to be depleted when i've never been depleted recently that's why i keep gaining weight um it's a lot on them psychologically and they need guidance through this process they just need to and if you don't offer it all these pitfalls i just described for you i mean more than half of your clients are going to fall into that like the needle needs to be moving positively in a positive direction for them as often as they're with you, as often as you can make sure that they are. Like that's, you cannot have people come in your gym, spend a year and not get results. Can't. You can't. If, if, you, if you want to make more money, right, as a coach, as a gym owner, as a personal trainer, with, ev- with every single person that you are working with, um, I, I respect the fact that you have your certified personal training, right, credentials. And whatever credentials you go and get after a while, your L1, your L2, all these things, those do not translate back to dollars in your pocket. Once you hit a certain threshold, it will allow you to unlock, right? I'm a personal trainer, so therefore I'm able to now do X, Y, and Z. I can charge X, Y, and Z. But don't make the mistake of thinking, the reason why I never went to go get my doctorate is because when I got my master's in education, to go get my doctorate in education meant that if working in education, I would have to work for 120 years in order to just pay off the doctorate. 
Yeah. It was not that the doctorate would have been for me. It just would have been for me. It would have had no bearing on my ability to make more money. That is what your continuing education credits are up to a certain point. But if you want to actually have ROI, like what's in it for you, what's the return on your investment of time? Because that's a lot of times what I'll hear. I don't have enough time. And if I'm going to do something, I need to be able to make money. There's two ways that you can do it. You either, one, fix your offers and how you are stacking those offers, and we're able to help you with that or fucking go through any of the episodes where we've given you the exact steps to do it. Or two, go get confident enough to sell nutrition. The most valuable thing, Tyler, we've seen this before, where it's like a transformation specialist certificate. I'm not telling you, you need to go get that. Yeah, I don't even know what that means, but I know what? That, if, that if I, yeah, the, I think they had that was that like NASM or one. NASM of has it. Yeah. If, if you had a transformation specialty certificate, I, I don't get give a fuck about that at all. Here's the best part: you can say right now you're a transfer. If you get a few transformation, just say you're a transformation specialist. Say it's your specialty. Say this is my specialty because it is right. That's what I thought. I go strength training, or I, I go fat loss, muscle building, transformation. Those are my specialties when I list my stuff. And that matters to people. It's people looking, they go, I don't like what I look like now. I need to make that change. Now, what happens too with all this, John, is you mentioned the certifications. And I also think that coaches, gym owners, they pursue too much of this by the way of expertise. Where they're like, oh, I really, I want to worry about movement quality. So I'm going to be able to coach people well or get people out of pain. Or I want to help people with mental health. Because very often people are depressed and anxious when they come to us and or whatever, right? Just in general. They're anxious about the gym. They're overweight. They don't feel good. They have low self-esteem. And all those things are great. But uh, oftentimes, oftentimes, the amount of the pursuit that a lot of coaches do in chasing that, it's just a distraction. It's to do that so you can worry about that stuff instead of actually delivering people results. I implore you guys, if you care about your clients, getting out of pain you care about their mental health help them lose the 20 pounds that they need to lose all of a yeah. sudden the back feels a little better because the day-to-day -day wear and tear is not that bad all of a sudden you know what they feel a little fucking better about themselves mental health is better they perform better at their job they're better in the bedroom their spouse likes some more all of a sudden somebody's mental health cheers right up when you stop making all your shit about very specifically let's train for your mental health it's dumb Okay, so actually get them what they're there to get. And you'd be surprised all of a sudden how people's mental health feels better and they're out of pain because they're not overweight anymore. And they've actually have a sense of accomplishment now. So I think it's important, lose weight, get them healthy. And you'd be surprised. You're pursuing these things as though that's the primary goal. Those are secondary problems oftentimes that are caused by lots of other causes. And so when you come in and fix the thing, as they've identified it, by the way, in the beginning, most people aren't knocking on your door saying, I'm, I'm depressed. Will you coach me about it, Mr. Man with abs? Hell no, dude. Fuck off. Like they're, they're coming in saying, you're a man with abs. I want abs. I feel like that'll make me happy. And in the process, they just might be, or they won't, but they'll have abs and you did your fucking job. That's important. And in that though, coaching nutrition, offering that to people is the way to actually get that done. I can make more people lose 20 pounds with, if I only coach them on nutrition than I could if I only coach them in the gym.
That is a fact. That is a higher likelihood. So if you're not doing it, I've told you this before, you are fucking up. The other side of that as well, accountability, community. This is why I always will any gym that I'm associated with. I need to have some sort of either group class or specialty club or something, or at least have events tied in because you do want to develop some sort of social integration within your gym with your members. People come, they stay coming, they enjoy, they, they continue to show up to your gym um, and it keeps them there for the long haul. That t- ties us into our next thing, right? Obviously, you let them choose. Everything that we presented to you, we told you now, those are things that just need to be there, and you're going to let them choose that. Step one, present that in a way that is not fucking convoluted. This is the one thing. We have gyms we talk to. We talk about offer stacks and choices all the time, and then I see the stuff that you guys roll out, and it's fucking rough. Not the gyms we work with directly because they actually are getting it from the horse's mouth, but you guys who just hear a few things of this and you start running with it dude your shit if i if if it can't be explained to me in one image with like the three or four op, like i should know right away what i'm getting what it is and not specifically the x's and o's or the ins and outs and what exactly is going to happen but i should know the value of tier one two three or four one two or three i should know that right away it should be obvious some of you guys get some wordy convoluted shit and and it sucks. It needs to be easy. It needs to be small, medium, large, man. It it just it needs to be. Don't be the guy that's got a vente option. Fucking, it's insane. Okay, we're just we're just gonna go platinum, gold, silver, or whatever it is, or gold, silver, bronze, or or ABC. But you got you. This is this is the thing that now your sales process will start to suck if this is convoluted how you present it to people. Or if you're putting that outwardly on social media, marketing, ads, and stuff like that, it's just too disorienting and it sucks. And that that type of – we talked about this before, John. How you communicate the things you try to sell can make or break you for sure. Now, but once you've had that done, it's, it's, it's laid out well. They can see it. They can make their own choices, and it's easy for them to choose um, – that person now, every person who sits down with your sales process like that has the highest chance of success they could ever have, right? Okay. Down to their own choices are going to dictate it. It's now, there is some ownership on them, of course, but they've had the best way to align their budgets, their needs with your expertise through your expertise and a, conf- and a conversation about their goals. All that stuff gets lined up and reconciled into one single decision that they make and they go, let's go forward with this. Now you're doing actual real business with real people getting real results. And that's the thing that will set you apart from everyone else in the fitness industry. And it really does solve that. That one thing of just doing all that work ahead of time solves one of the biggest issues that I hear from even gyms that either are brand new or gyms that have been around for 10 plus years, which is a lot of times you guys can get sucked into the day to day, or you have different entry points for people to come into your world. To where you can't guarantee that every person that has now stepped foot in your gym that is new or has been there a while, are they aware of all the shit that you're now doing? It's one of those earliest things as we were talking to gyms and coaches and personal trainers. It's as a gym owner, do your people know all the shit that you have available? Does your own staff, do your own members? Like just doing these little things, which ends up being quite a large, uh, major cornerstone of the business, you now can guarantee that every single person that comes through your door is going to have the opportunity to be exposed to all the things that'll make them successful. 
because you've yeah. done all this pre-work. The pre-work is what allows now your sales process and that lifelong journey, that fitness journey that everyone's going to be a part of. This now allows them to see how they fit in your gym on that on that full timeline opposed yeah. to being like, oh, well, they only do this here. They just do cycling here. They just do boxing here. If I need something else, I need to go somewhere else. Yeah, and I think there's a there's a space if you know if you really are into something hyper specialized, wonderful. If you're a boxer and you're a boxing coach, you're going to coach boxing, wonderful. You know, if you want to open an F45 or you want to open an Orange Theory or whatever else is around, like like listen, that's fine. They're going to do that one thing, and, and that's okay. Um, I just don't really give a fuck. That's that's the truth, right? Like I would I would never. Uh, it just doesn't that that's not that's not what I'm in it for. Right. So, so for you, if it's not appealing for you to open just a cycling club, a cycling gym, then, then yeah, these are the things. If you actually want to have an impact in your community on the health, this is kind of the framework that I would use, that I would recommend. Now, we talked about, John, you mentioned the lifetime fitness journey, the client's lifetime journey through fitness, which is maybe it's coming off the couch and coming into your gym and picks and picking the first thing they could pick. Maybe it's 24 hour or 24 seven access. Maybe it's group classes. Maybe they don't do anything with nutrition right away. They stick with it. They like working out. They like the people. Maybe they're struggling to get results. They ask some more questions. They get some nutrition coaching. They get some results. They get confident. But they get to move around now because they are now constantly aware via the stuff we'll get into later about the other pathways they can take, the other services you offer. That's always in front of them. And they're in a place that has some sort of sense of community where there's other people advocating for those things, other coaches, other members, et cetera. So I think planning for someone's lifetime, not every individual, but knowing your business needs to be positioned to take up a certain amount of space in someone's lifetime fitness journey. Now, if your gym's constructed as as we talk to, as we talk about here, and all of a sudden this person goes, you know, I really, really just want to get into running. And then they just go and they become a runner. They run three, four days a week and they, they know how to eat good. Well, they're out your door, but you've kind of won already, right? You got some good money. They're very happy. Um, they did their thing. They've got results. They got confidence, and they found another method of fitness. And they left with you on probably reasonably good terms. That is now a person who is fitter. That is impacting your community that you've had. That matters. But sometimes people come in and they go. They're too shy, and they become just. They kind of hide in the twenty four seven model, and that's okay. But then they get a little confidence, and they go, "I want to do group." Or they start to fail a little bit, and they go, "I need personal training." I need accountability. I need, if you, your business cannot allow for a few of those moves forward, backwards, laterally, whatever, you're missing out on a major chunk of a client's lifetime fitness journey. And what happens is that person comes in and they only buy your 24 seven access or they only do your group and they try it as difficult or not, but they get results or don't, or something happens and they just fall off and that's it. Okay. If they don't have the ability to, nobody does any one thing forever. It's so rare. We talked about this before. And, and so if you're going to come in and do CrossFit and then that's how you kind of learn that you like squatting and such like that, that's how you learn Olympic lifting, you may move on and become an Olympic weightlifter. Or may, maybe usually what happens is people just get tired of all the sizzle going on in CrossFit workouts and they go, I'm just going to become a weightlifter. I don't want to do that. I don't want to have that much burn in my life. But if your gym is, also has a place for someone to come lift and train on a platform, you can still get work for them, right? You can still do that. You can still sell programming if you want to for things like then you can start to implement some of these smaller products that are easier to plug in as time goes on but you have to be able to have a little bit of wiggle room a lot of business consultants are going to want you to be stay in one lane be one thing and i don't want you to be everything to everybody 
but you cannot just stay like you can't and have a real impact on everybody's health in your community. You can't. Peloton has a low chance of success for people over the long haul. I believe this, you know what I'm saying? Going in and just having to get on your cut on your, in your living room, on your own machine and doing it regularly, left to your own devices for eating. There are people that that works for them. There are absolutely people that works for them, but not nearly as high as someone who is paying for personal training, has accountability, and is getting a nutrition coach and a plan that they're being, you know, getting checked in with every day or every other day or every week. Okay. If, if two of those, if, if 100 people ran through just a cycling gym and 100 people ran through this system that we're talking about here, we win in, in regards to results. Pounds lost for sure. And it's, it's all part, it comes back down to your mission, like you talked about earlier, Tyler. Yeah. So what your mission is as a gym, it also comes down to you having taken just, again, a little bit of pre-work, a little bit of time. Who are the people in your gym? You want to understand, right? If young dudes that are single 20 somethings come in and you kind of have a bodybuilding um, gym vibe, right? It would be smart to have somebody that's on staff that would like, what is the path of expected growth for these dudes? Do you have a way for them to power lift or strong man or physique train or do any of those things? It's like, well, logically, these are the steps that we see our dudes doing yeah. or logically we see like it's again, it's you can have if you have silver fox type people, right, that are 55 and older, they're going to come in. They're coming in because it's free. It's free. But they're elderly. They probably haven't been working out a whole lot. So they're finally getting on back on the wagon for the 77th time. And they're going to come in. They're going to be there at the gym. But guess what? Their cardiologist is going to tell them they need to lose a few pounds. Yeah. And now it's going to be a little bit more specific. So do you have nutrition? Are you speaking to them now? Because logically, you know, they're going to talk to a doctor. They're going to do these things. That's going to take them down a very expected path and a, a almost guaranteed journey that these types of people come in. And then it almost feels like magic that you just have the answers to all the questions that they might have. And you continue to put it out there. So then you, they go, well, Hey, Justin, do you guys have the ability for me to like figure out what I want to eat? Or, you know, my doctor says I need to talk to a nutritionist. Yeah. Then off they go. Them, but we'll get you there. Yeah. Right. <laughs> now, now that all this stuff is in place now, right? You know exactly the best pathway for someone to choose their own way within your business when they start. You're now able to occupy more space for them as they navigate through their journey. By the way, the longer time they spend on a fitness journey, usually the better results they get. If someone is doing things, whether they're trying and failing or trying one thing and trying a different thing, for a long enough time, effort over the course of five years is kind of undeniable. It's the time when people spend not trying and not doing anything. Okay. This is where they really, really fail. Now, you've covered now occupying more space and time in that lifetime journey, making sure that they don't just run into your business and go, shit, it didn't work. I'm going to go out and done back to the couch. But now you're in a situation where your reputation should be in place, right? These products are set up this way. You're profitable with what you have going on. Everything is aligned. But now you need to make the most out of the resources you have. And that is a matter of getting in front of more people more often, right? That really is it. So, John, I always recommend start with what you have because otherwise it, you got to spend to get kind of outside that a little bit. Start with what you've got. And that really means stop leaving opportunities on the table. Mm-hmm. And this is the thing we see the most when we check out a business's social media, 
but also like just in what's going on once we get our a converse a behind the scenes conversation with gym owners about what's really happening jesus okay there's a ton of missed opportunities and if everything else is in place now implementing these things now becomes the each of them is exponentially more valuable now that you have these other systems in place because beforehand man it's it's pretty tough offering lots of these things out of the blue, just blowing them up when when you're selling more people into a system, $100 member, $50 memberships only. Like, what the fuck? That's too much. That's too much work. It's too much effort. It's too much marketing stuff for such low impact stuff. Exactly. And so when it comes to opportunities, the biggest one that I still see, there's two. They go hand in hand. Not accumulating an email list for stuff. Whatever your backend system is, that's the value it's got. Okay, got to have that. Every lead that you've ever got needs to be entered in somewhere. Every sales conversations you've ever had, every yes or no needs to, that that contact information needs to exist somewhere, ideally centrally in your system where people are contacting you, right? Through your, ideally your account management software or through your website, whatever. But that all needs to be there, okay? Because then you need to actually use that email list. You need to solicit them. Current members, of course, also former members, also former leads. You guys, someone tells you no today because they can't afford it or they don't want it or they want to think. And sometimes the answer is really about the fact that they're just not ready to commit. They're just, they're not ready to really make a change. Whatever that is, six months from now, if they still don't have it, they're still not get, making progress, they're compelled to act again. Okay, so that you everybody who gets told no by somebody like just like abandons it forever and it sucks dude like like that is an opportunity to reach back out to everyone who said not now or everyone politely declined or everyone who by the way went somewhere that was cheaper let them because if that other place is not equipped by the way to give clients a high likelihood of success give them choices and take up more space in their lifetime fitness journey those people will be in there they'll either get results or not but they'll be right the fuck back out do you, on the market again. Do you know the average length of time that somebody spends at a gym, any type of membership? Tell the me. average amount of time, when you look at it as the industry as a whole, the average time is 90 days. So somebody on average is with somebody for about three months, 12 weeks, 90 days, however you want to cut it, right? That's how long they're there for. So guess what? If you have a systematic way of reaching out to people, Every quarter, every 90 days, whether they were told, you no or whatever, just to check in with them. The odds are if they chose to go somewhere else, they're no longer going. Not there. Yeah. They're not going there anymore. Yeah. I mean, just just mathematically speaking. And uh, another big, a big, imp really, really important piece about the emails is that it's if you think that you're you own that, that's yours. Those are leads that allow you to the, the only thing more valuable is a phone number. Mm hmm. Because the reason why is if you think that then you're going to recapture people's attention through Facebook or through Instagram or through social media, you are now at risk. You're, you're dependent upon such a strong third party to help get your um, get what your mission, what you want to do out into the world. Yeah. To where and it's like almost no specificity unless you're paying for it. And, and by the way, the specificity of someone who already came in and talked to you. Yeah, it's already in the market for fitness and went somewhere else and is probably still back. Statistically speaking, probably still probably back in the market again. You have them right there. That's not that's not just yelling into the void of social media, hoping to compel one other person who maybe like Instagram, like nobody's seeing shit that doesn't follow you. So Facebook, maybe. But we talk confirmation bias, survivorship bias. You're only dealing with people who fucking are on Facebook 
regularly. That's not every, that's not, that's not the coolest subset of people anymore. It's just not. Okay. That's like, that's an important thing. I think that people miss, right? We're talking about John, you ever answer surveys on YouTube videos when they pop up? I will never, even if it's a question that's reasonable that I could easily answer. Yes. I will wait the whole thing out or I will click skip survey. Right. Okay. I am never doing it. I am. If someone calls my phone and I don't know the number, I'm not answering it. If I, some miracle I answer it and they're asking me a poll question, I'm hanging up the fucking phone. So don't think that like Facebook and Instagram is like where you got to be to get all the people. It's a piece and you must do them. We've talked about this. You got to be there so that you pass the smell test when people check. Can't be posting once a month or every two months or, or whatever. And you should let people know on those things easily to see the different types of things that you offer. But it is not nearly as impactful as if you're if you've been operating for a couple of years, few years, you should have a lot of you should have a lot of people. You should have a, a fairly decent email list that you should still be working, pumping it regularly putting offers out there, informing them of stuff. This isn't just a newsletter that you should be, hey, here's this offer we're trying to do, or here's what we're trying to focus on this month. Or did you know we have this internally and externally? Okay. And it's and, and it's getting these emails through all the things that you're doing. So that is like, it's being able to then collect and capture that data. You, We talk to some gym owners that are brand new. That are like it's oh well you know it's it's it they don't even have an an AMS or a CMS I don't have any back end systems, and it's okay. The very first thing you're gonna do is when you're doing those free classes in the park because you're brand new. It's get a fucking waiver that someone gives you their email address and their phone number. Yeah, and one that is it. on that waiver is like obviously it's liability and such, but it also is check here that you. I have permission to email you with special offer. Like this is how you can get an opt-in. It's on the, on the up and up. You don't have to be, you know, outside the rules about it, but that's the way you got to do it. You, you just, you have to, this should be for the longevity of your business. This is as important as the other things we talked about. You just, you have to. So start accumulating names. What's the point of run, by the way, all the money people spend on ads and marketing guys, what's the point of it? What are, what is the outcome to accumulate names so that we can contact them and try to sell them? I just, right. People that fucking clam up about, gee, oh, geez, I can't afford Facebook ads. Great. Then you need to get the goddamn email address of everyone you come into contact with. Everyone who comes in for you need to have free community workouts, whatever it is that you are, have your park workouts, whatever special events you can have, partnerships, raffles, give whatever. I don't care. But you, you should be building that because, by the way, your gym, when you sell it, <laughs> if you're the owner and you don't have much else. Most don't. Okay. Your gym is worth whatever the value is of its used equipment. Yeah. Which is fucking fuck all really is. Okay. And your re contracts, if you don't probably have any, or if you do, they're not really worth much with you out of the business and your email list, a very robust email list all of a sudden is valuable because it can go offer plus outreach equals X amount of dollars back. And it becomes mathematically easier, easy to figure out what that's really worth, especially with the systems you have in place. So you have to do it, guys. Normal businesses that are doing well in lots of other places use it. So when I, if you're hearing this going, yeah, Jesus, it's fucking obvious. Listen, I know, <laughs> I know, but so many gyms are failing to do this. And it's the, it's a, ba it's a basic thing and you're just not doing it. Now, for those of you that are saying this is so fucking obvious, what I would challenge you is 
how you are interacting with your former people, how you are handling people that are on your email lists. Is it so automated that it's up its own asshole? Oh my God. Yeah. Because I would challenge you that it fucking is. And that's where there is an element of this where it's like whatever you built back in 2018 fucking smells and looks like it's from 2018. There are some very strategic things that you can do to re-engage those people and to have a different level of discourse that will make you money like by the weekend. So there is this. You got to right. be that. Like all things in your business, you should be tuning them up. If you have a nutrition coaching product, whatever it is, right? I would assume that you're going to go six months in, three months in. You're going to tune up how you deliver it a little bit. Make some changes here. Make some changes there. Tidy up your first email someone gets. Maybe automate this product. Like it should always be improving. People do this set it and forget it stuff with their email automations. Like set it and forget it. But you should have some system where you're checking in on it once a year, once a quarter. I'm, you're going to one of your projects as the business owner or you hire it out if you swimming in it, but is to, I need to reskin this set of emails that goes out at this time. Start going through a master say, all right, let's reskin this offer, this reactivation offer. Let me new copy, whatever it is, but, but now it's better. It's going to work better. It's going to perform better. Now you may get an extra one or 2% of people that will respond to this. Well, if your email is big enough, that can mean thousands of dollars in your pocket. Yep. From that one email. So, now, another one thing with running internal sales and external, right? External is your general email list out of people that aren't members. Also, internal is your, your existing members. You need to run this, this outreach because you have different services, okay? is Each service is going to connect to a different person, right? I told you about my personal training clients. If I had some of those people on my list of my leads and I was just saying, come join the gym, come join the gym, that's not going to work. But if everyone, once in a while, one of the things they get says, hey, a special personal training offer, you know, it's going to go. It's like, oh, actually, I've been liking personal training. I like the idea of personal training. I don't want to just join a gym or I don't want to just join their group classes. So now that works for those people. That is enticing to them. It gets them to open it. It gets them to reach out. So you need to run the whole gamut of your service offerings regularly through your email list out to all your people. So you need, you need to connect those people to your products. There's a reason why T-Mobile right? There's a reason why T-Mobile and AT&T are constantly going back and forth right now, battling that the new special is for existing and new customers. Yeah. Right. There's a lot of attention that you can start to put towards new customers and a lot of assumption that you're making about your existing. Always remember, it's infinitely easier to keep existing people than it is to go out and get someone new. So this is where a lot of those elements of leaving an opportunity on the table is that if you're not taking all those services or anything that's new or anything that's unique and a new way of looking at something you're doing in your spot, if you're not taking it internally first. It's like you're choosing to spend more money to try and make money. And this is where we run into things where we'll have gym, where we have gyms that say, I'm having a hard, I can't sell personal training. I don't, nobody wants personal training. I just do group fitness or I have 24 seven spot. Nobody really wants personal training. So yeah, cause you're only mostly talking about 24 seven. You're only known about a 24 seven or you're only known about group. Okay. And you're just not putting it out there enough. Okay. If you're struggling to sell supplements and supplements, the thing you're trying, a business you're trying to, a thing you're trying to integrate into your business. I guarantee if you're struggling to sell it, it's not about being more forceful or being more bait and switchy or being slimier um it's just being more consistent just be consistent here's what we have here's what here's what it does 
If you're this, this works for you. If you have trouble with this, this is what you should look into. Okay. You don't have to be, you don't have to be pushy conversationally. You don't have to make it all about supplements all the time. If it's simply being automatically communicated regularly with systems in your gym, via your email list, also via your coaches giving reminders, via the occasional special offer or sale. But each of those things is a reason for someone to inquire about supplements because it remember your people are buying supplements. Your most fit people and your most out of shape people are buying supplements because it is, whether it's a shortcut, whether it's investment, whether it's buying psychology, whatever it is, they're going to do it. And if they're not buying it from you, you're fucking up. Because I guarantee you, they trust you more than they trust GNC. And because it's a, a product you can buy, everyone falls trapped to this, right? I spent a lot of time with like high school athletes and it's, they want to get bigger, Tyler. So do you know what they're going to go buy? I got one guess. <laughs> it's Should I be taking a mass gainer? Mass gainer 3000. It's like <laughs> the fucking South Park episode <laughs> with Cartman. Just... You guys, you know this what I mean? is a question I get from people who are kind of new lifters all the time who I don't necessarily coach. They're like, so should I be, I'm having a hard time gaining weight. Should I be taking a mass gainer? <laughs> yep. Well, I mean, I think mass gainer is just code for like calories. Like, I mean, calories per scoop. not a solution. I'd like you to figure out how to eat in a way that's going to work. So you just don't. <laughs> but we're not going don't. into the weight. Like they don't, it's not, we're not lifting more, right? We're not doing like, there's, there's so many fundamental pieces because we all would do it. Have you tried working right. harder, sleeping more, and eating more? No. No. But what about masking her? Because it okay. says masking. But, there's but a you pill. can be there and say, no. No, right. you don't need that. That's a waste of your money. But a nutrition plan, some protein powder, get in some creatine, get your get the rest of your shit right. I think that that I think that that now has somebody on like a sustainable path that's built on trust and fucking reality. And, and you're preventing people from being delusional, delusional gym goers who are prey to the predatory nature of supplement companies and online fitness products. That's your job. Okay. That's, that's, that's why it's important for you to talk about these things, to sell them to your clients, to offer the right things to them so that they don't go the other way. Guys, do you know why you offer fitness in your gym? Why you offer exercise? Cause it's fucking better for you health wise than not doing it. Okay. It's better than the couch. So it's very important for you to offer supplements and stuff because it's better than the stuff they're going to go out and just get sold to by some dipshit at GNC who doesn't lift. Because they, but, but also like it's fundamental to what you're calling out, Tyler, like the idea of you're a coach. Why do you even own a gym? There's so much stuff on YouTube. Why does anyone go to a gym? Yeah. Like you could get your own equipment. You could just do all the shit at your own house and you don't even have to leave. You could save gas. You can save money on the, the membership. Like you don't need, nobody needs to do any of those things. You don't need to get a coach. You don't need to have a gym. You don't have to do any of those things. You can just do it all from home. I have trees in the backyard that have branches that break off every winter. I can save them and I can just lift them in my backyard. So why do people bother to even go to your spot? It's almost like expertise matters <laughs> a little bit. You know, it's almost like somebody else, somebody being to guide you in that process matters. It's almost like the environment that you train in matters. It's almost like having more options at your disposal matters. And it's like having those options chosen for you a little bit to remove all that noise. It's like that. It's almost like that's important and valuable. That's what you're here to do. Okay. Now, another piece we talked about is obviously personal training group, 24 seven stuff to connect with different people, different with different training desires. The next one is price points. People have different budgets. Okay. 
meaning it is important if you listen if you want to just charge $500 an hour for personal training and, and go, yeah go for it till you get full or whatever but like that is a high impact for you and high impact for those clients but you still only have so many hours in the day so for me my our John and I's business model our market our market our mission um is to have a broader impact, which does mean, you know what, people who can't afford $500 an hour, $100 an hour, $50 an hour for personal training, they still deserve a chance. And they still deserve a chance that doesn't have them just stuck searching the internet for whatever fucking fad is coming across TikTok and whatever somebody's just things that someone's making up and telling them how to eat and what to eat or here's this workout to burn your little belly fats. Like that stuff all sucks. Um, but they, those people deserve a chance too. So what is your entry-level products for someone with a lower But By the way, it doesn't mean a race to the bottom. If your basic gym membership is 150 bucks a month, yep, there you go. That, that's your lowest one. But 150 bucks a month is a lot. What if your nutrition coaching that you, I hope, already have built in, what if that's 250 or 300 bucks and it's it's once for, like I do, for a 12-week plan, right? 16-week plan. Here's the plan. Go forth. Well, for 12 weeks worth of progress that maybe isn't focused on the gym because maybe they can't 12 weeks in the gym is going to cost you 450 bucks, right? So this is going to cost you 300 bucks and it's probably going to give you a higher likelihood of success than if you just came in and did the exercise and didn't change the way you ate. It is still giving someone a chance on the way out the door while they choose. The downsell is important here. Everybody should see the value in your highest level options. Everybody knows the fucking, the value of a, beautiful, nice, brand new, shiny luxury car. Everybody, you see, every once in a while you go, you see like a Bentley driving around and you're like, that is fucking nice, dude. Like everybody knows it rules. Most of us would never consider paying for it. And that's okay. But everybody knows it rules. But what do we all want? We still all want a car that we like. Okay. So we're still going to find a vehicle that we like, that checks the boxes we need, that fits our budget. And it's very important for you to do that because now outwardly, we talked about being able to attract people because of their different desired methods of training, because of their different training goals, because of the social setting. But now there's also another factor is their financial situation. A lot of people are bound by their financial situation. Their decisions are bound up by their financial, bound up or opened up by their financial situation. And can you, do you have an option that's the most affordable option? You should have your most expensive option. And what's your most affordable option? And they all should work. Now, there's going to be less accountability. Maybe there's going to be less expertise going into one, maybe less actual labor. Maybe one of them is plug and play. Here you go. It's all yours, your hands off. And maybe that's the difference in value. But that still gives them a chance and it gives them the choice to make it. You're not forcing somebody to buy a $300 nutrition product. You're giving them the choice between we can start in the gym, but if you can't really afford that, maybe you can afford this. But either way, you're giving them a chance each step of the way. To open your business, to be able to impact more people, your system's robust, it will be profitable. To open your business to impact more people is going to require you to be able to market two different price points. If I'm only selling Bentleys, I'm not going to get a lot of people showing up for my Chevy Cruises. <laughs> and so I got to let people know that we you're going to show pictures of your nice cars and you're going to show pictures of your affordable stuff and you're going to show different, you, you do different things. Let everybody know what you can do for them and what it costs. I, I don't like it when gyms are not transparent about pricing either. I'm, I'm over that shit. I've like I've said a little bit of changing my opinion. I'm flat out over it. Lead with your price. And I know you have different choices. 
Okay, but if you're on a specialty offer or you're offering 24-7, say, this is what it costs, dude. This is – nobody buys uninformed anymore, and people want all the information before they take a single step forward. So the more information you can give them before they make a call, before they do the thing, they're already aligned with what they want before they meet you. And that's important. It's important that all these things, all these options, all this stuff, get it gives you ideas now for content because you don't have to put it all in one thing all the time. But advertising PT, advertising 24-7, advertising nutrition coaching, posting about it is what I'm saying right now. That's the stuff you got to do. You absolutely have to do or else you're going to appeal to such a narrow market and then your impact in your community is going to be small. Your reputation may be great if everyone spent a 500 bucks an hour and they love you and you're only going to get more rich people. Yes, for sure. But I still think it's important that your community get fitter if you give a fuck. And if you don't give a fuck, John, where can you go? Anywhere but here. That's all I'm saying. And it it will feel like you're saying the same things over and over and over again. You will feel like you just keep saying the same thing. And then finally someone sees it. Quote, sees it for the first time. That's because that's how fucking brains work. People will start to see things as soon as they start to think about that thing. You've all experienced it. If you want, man, I want this. I'm interested in this type of car, especially when you're getting ready to buy a car. Buy a a pearl white GMC Acadia. Fuck me. (laughs) There's 30,000 people in this town and there's 700 of this car, John. But you didn't recognize it until that's what you wanted. Then you're like, oh, shit. This car is everywhere. I didn't realize all these people were driving this car, but you saw those cars every day anyway. Yeah. But it's once your brain says, I'm interested in this, I want this. Now you start to recognize it. And so this is, this is the power of making sure that you're having these conversations frequently, often, and putting it out to the point where you think like you're talking about it too much because people are fucking busy. You don't see what you're not looking for. But as soon as you do, it's like, oh, shit, I didn't know you guys did that. That's awesome. I'm interested in that. It's like, dude, what are you talking about? We've been talking about this for the last three fucking years. What do you mean you didn't know? Because they weren't looking. But now they're looking. And you've capitalized on that. And what's awesome about this is that it's the more you do this, the more reps you get, the better you guys are becoming at this. The better you get, the better you get at talking about it. So you have to kind of keep putting in the reps. Because it doesn't just happen by accident that you now have all of these things available. And you're really sharp at being able to talk about it to maximize when someone sees it for now, the first time. It's important to differentiate too. We talk about price points, right? With this, is that that's not the same as a like contract length as an option. No. And we talked about that last week when it was like an objection was I don't want to get a long time. We'll offer six month options. Like that's however you need to con- construct somebody's pathway into your business. If you need contract, I don't, I guess I don't really care, but like that is not enticing to somebody getting, being able to choose between six months, 12 months or 24 months. That is not a thing that's going to compel them to move forward. That's now just a situation that you've boxed them in once you have them in this conversation. So that's, it's fine, but don't think that anyone cares to know that until it's literally time to buy. That is not about their client journey. That's not about them. It's not about anything, but like you trying to secure long-term money, which is fine. Every business needs it. My mortgage ain't going to let me just go month to month. You know what I'm saying? That's just not how this works. We need some guarantees that we're going to get paid over the over the long haul. I get 
whatever. But that's not the, really the model that John and I are using here. This is not that's not what we use. So very much you need to understand that if that's how you have your stuff structured, I just need you to understand that nobody cares about that at all. And that every time you start having that conversation, you are now compelling them to stay in a situation that they're not even aware of what it is. And that's the issue. I haven't started this. I want to start this. But you're saying I'd have to commit for 12 months. Fuck, man, I committed to showing up to talk to you today. I committed to texting you back today. That's that's as far as I've got right now. And when it comes to fitness, that is too much pulling. And that's the thing where every gym we know that does 12 and 24-month contracts, if you're doing that and you have all of these other things that are set up for people to become successful, to get the highest likelihood of success, all right, I'm with you. But the ones, most of the ones out there that don't, they don't have everything set up for a high likelihood of success. Those people come in, they get, they commit to a year to two years and they do what everyone else does, John, 90 days in and out, no results, no nothing. They're never coming back to your gym because they owe you money. They'll default on it. You'll turn them to collections or you won't. It is what it is, but they'll tell everybody next time someone's asking about a gym, oh, don't go there. They made me worst case scenario. They keep paying you for two years and that costs you all of that in your reputation to everyone that they ever talked to. And when you do that, you're making everything that you do at your gym about your price. Yes. And you've now fucked yourself royally because you now are making yourself very comparable to all the other places. If you want to compete on price, get fucked. You're losing the planet fitness 100 fucking percent of the time because that's their model. Their entire fucking structure is to be able to function at 7% capacity and just have you pay forever. So you're not going to beat that. So this is where – stop making it about that. We've yeah, talked about course, it. If you guys do that and you, you can't afford to support a $10 a month rate either, that's one thing, right? No, but you don't now, have square footage. People in for even more money. Yeah. Off of that, that sucks. They're, they'll be even more unhappy about it. People piss away $9.99 a month for Planet Fitness, mm-hmm. whatever. But if yours is 50, 60, 80, 100, 150, 200, get out of here. You're going to have no. people really, really mad that they didn't get what they came to get with you, whether it's your fault or not. The system's not in place to give them a low chance of succeeding, though. So you're now just in a position where you're pissing people off left and right. Y'all on borrowed time. So enough of those people are going to talk for a long enough period of time and everyone's going to listen. And now you become the last place on the list that they want to go. Yeah. So don't make it about your price. And we talked about this for years. It's end endless gym memberships, this idea of this, the endless piece. And if you only have this type of a membership, the only thing that somebody can do with this type of a membership is cancel it. So you're just setting yourself up with so much failure and it's just by flipping it to where it's just, just make it about them. It's now about them. And now the price is going to be aligned with whatever they want to do and, and everything we've been talking about. Now everything, again, magically comes in alignment, yeah. but it's not about the price. And when you do the fucking 24-month contracts, right, it's dude. only so, about the price. Yeah. And that's now, I've got a couple more things to get to here before we go. We'll kind of cruise a little quick here with this, but um, making the most of your square footage is important. I think that that means if whatever space you have in your gym, you cannot be running. If you're running group classes, you got three people in your group classes 
And they're it, like, the money needs to make sense now for that. Like, I'm sorry, yeah. you need to sell more. You need to shut that class down and spend that time doing personal training or build a semi-private block. There's, you have to make the most of your space. If you have group classes going on and you have a 24-hour spot, perfect. Be nice if you had a little space where it kind of worked, right? Can you run semi-private coaching, small custom group and personal training at the same time as, it, as within your 24-hour global gym model or concurrently with a group class? Can those two things cohabitate they need to they yeah. really need to you want personal training and semi-privates going on while your group classes are going on and if you have 24-hour options you also want your, your regular just access only people seeing your coaching the mm -hmm. best thing that have, for me for getting new leads is just someone else seeing me coach because the people i coach get results the people i coach have a goddamn good time i'm fucking pretty big and jacked and it looks like we're having a good time and i know what i'm talking about so if i'm there in a full gym of people coaching I get asked constantly about what I have available constantly. If, the answer if, is usually not much, but I'll put you on the list. If we're talking about leaving opportunities on the table, if you have your coaches and you have them personal trainers and your coaches available to coach doing a coach product while group stuff is happening, while the general population is doing their thing, make sure that people can see that they're an actual coach. Yes. Like leaving yeah, an opportunity on the table. Nice. Make them look like a professional. Have them look like a fucking professional because now that does set up more opportunities. Otherwise, it just looks like a big gym bro is helping yeah. their other gym bro do gym bro shit. They don't realize, oh, this is a representative of the company that can do this for me as well. And now this is a kind of a take it or leave it thing for you guys. But for John and I, this is another centerpiece is we want professionals. Coaches need to behave professionally. They need to look professionally. Um, they need to be fit. They need to be, they need to train at that gym. Yeah. Okay. They need to be seen working out. They need to be working hard. They need to look nice and presentable. They need to wear uniforms that let them know that they work here. And they need to fucking smile and they need to not be banging all their clients. Okay. This is these are like basic stuff that I shouldn't have to say, but like it's crazy that if I I've said this before, like if I had to, if I had like a gas station and I had to keep warning my cashier to stop trying to fuck all the customers who come in, like that'd be crazy, right? That, that, geez, I got to tell you again, you know, but how many gyms you guys know out there where the coaches are just, this is, they're just, it's just their dating pool and they're just mowing their way through. It's a fucking problem and it will ruin your reputation because then what does rep, what does your gym's reputation get out in your community? That's rough on families. There's a lot of little temptation. It's a bit thirsty. It's not, you're now not really like yeah. a, a, a nice, healthy, decent centerpiece in your community for health. And now you're just kind of like a, eh, you're like a foot, you're like a scandal spot. That's what happens yeah. to gyms a lot of times is, is that type of stuff starts going around and you start, coach starts banging a client, coach starts banging someone who's married, trainer starts banging a client. This is a fucking problem. So cut that shit out. There's, you can absolutely just be like, guys, please don't, please don't. Maybe I can't make you, but I'm going to tell you, like, you better, you're going to be professional when you're on this floor and the correspondence yeah. you have with your clients will be done professionally. Okay. That's the way it's got to be. Last one, gym times and availability, whether it's classes, whether it's how you're taking your personal training, whether you are 24 hours or not. Um, we see tons of missed opportunity with this because it's sometimes you guys just do what you do because you do them. And it worked for you in the beginning when you got up, you know? Um, and this all depends on where you are and who your people are. There's no formula for this that's global. Um, most of the gyms we worked at in Europe would not have a single class before 8.30 or 9 a.m. CrossFit gyms. It's 8.30 or 9, they'd have gym, they'd have class, but they'd go, their last class would be at 9.30 at night till 10.30. It's crazy. Here, 
5 a.m. classes happen a lot. 5, 530, 5.30, 6.30, 5.6. But we've seen a lot of gyms that do stuff where they have like one morning class one day or like a morning and night only. It's like, well, we talked about who can get in. Well, now you're only dealing with people who have to work essentially from eight to five, right? What about the entrepreneur or the professional or the stay-at-home mom who can train at 8.30 after they drop the kids off at school, who can train at noon? Like that's an entire market that you're missing out on completely by just being like, well, I am busy during the day. Well, great. You kind of aren't paying your business a lot of fucking money. So figure out how to accommodate more clients. It's just, it, And their schedule is just as important as their budget. Like their availability is just as important as their budget and their desired method of training. Yep. It, it really is. So I've seen gyms where, bless their heart, one of the gyms we worked with, that um, before they had any children, they've just had this setup, right? And when was the first morning class, John? Like 745, 730? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just been that way. And struggling to get, you know, that class over a hump where it's profitable to the point where I think they were going to shut it down or they shut it down. So they're doing less of it two days a week. It's like, Oh, you don't have a, you don't have a real job Job, yeah. and you're, you're new to parenthood. So you wouldn't, I mean, who the seven thirty doesn't work for people who have kids or who don't necessarily like it's, it's in this middle range where that pretty much sucks across the board. So you need to think it's not just your advertising or marketing. Sometimes it might literally be the placement of your product. Where is it in someone's day? Where is it in their budget? Where does it fit their lifetime client journey? All those things matter. So fucking pay attention to them, please. Or we've had gyms, John, that are struggling to get more um, adult training, right? It's kind of like a kid's performance center type stuff. Yep. And then, but they didn't open until nine o'clock in the morning or 8.30 in the morning most days. It's like eight to seven. It's like, well, Jesus, the busy, the two busiest hours that we have in the gym are like in the morning. You know, that five five thirty to seven thirty probably is the busiest hours in the twenty four hour gym that I'm at. Okay. And then of course the six PM and beyond, five thirty PM and beyond for about two hours as well. That's the highest level of congestion that you get. For adults. For adults. <laughs> but now add the fact that your reputation is already kids. So what's happening from four to six to seven is all children. So most adults aren't going to appeal to that when they're not yeah. want to train amongst a bunch of children. Now you're so, so you have to start to expand, not expanding your hours beyond what your means can do, but know that you need to start to look at that. Those are factors that should be weighed in when you make every decision on when a class is, what a class is, what products you're going to offer is who is this for? What do they want to spend? What do they want? What do they need? And when are they going to come in and where are they at in their lifetime journey? Yeah. And these are all these foundational principles that everything else can now be built off of. Yeah. Everything, whether you your marketing strategies, whether you want to up the ante and start using Facebook ads, any type of conventional or like standards or some of our favorite marketing strategies of doing like real marketing and not fake business type shit. Any of that stuff. Now you can build off of it. You can do actual community outreach. You can start building partners that are in your community that have the same mission and goals that you do to make your community a better place. And you can actually fulfill because you have all of that shit really like just dialed in razor sharp every step along a client's journey and along getting them the success that they want. It's all there and people will want to partner with you. They'll want to be able to do business with you because you can actually fulfill on what you're doing and you can actually put together 
things that people want yeah and yeah. make them successful all right dudes dudes that's it that's what we got for today thanks for listening go to gymownersrevolution.com join the gym owners revolution facebook group that link is in our description follow the show at the gym owners podcast on instagram follow me at tyler f and stone that's tyler e-f-f-i and stone and john you can follow me on instagram at jbanksfl you should be taking notes in this episode this is probably the one you should be taking the most notes on i think if you were paying attention so get after it guys we'll see you later